0: this is false and defamatory the impact of defamation and weaponized social media Trigger warning: This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm, which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help. From a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. began her campaign of lies on November 13th, 2020. That first night I was just in shock. I couldn't believe what was happening. I had gotten a message from Laura. I had gotten a message from another girl. I was just trying to process what was happening. I also hadn't had any contact with H whatsoever for almost maybe not two full weeks, but a week and a half. I, I didn't know what had happened, if she had quit. I had no idea. I was completely in the dark. had no idea what was going on. All the information that I had were these weird posts seemingly about H and I hacking and stalking. And I knew that I hadn't done any of this stuff. I didn't know why H wasn't talking to me. I didn't know why no one was communicating with me, telling me what was going on. I just kept saying, I know... That everything that she's saying about me is a complete lie so I have to assume everything that she's saying about H is also a complete lie because that's all that I had to go on I didn't contact my attorney right away I waited until Saturday (laughs) this all started on a Friday and I again was just processing everything but then she kept posting And so since she posted again on Saturday, I texted my attorney and said, I need you to send a cease and desist letter to someone. And that's really all I said. And he said, okay, you know, we can do that on Monday. And by Sunday night, it was very evident she had made so many posts, both libelous and slanderous posts libelist is written word, slander is spoken word. The libelist posts that she wrote, there were some on Facebook, some on Instagram, and slanderous videos she would make, Instagram stories. She did a live video at one point. It was just very evident that she wasn't going to stop, and so I texted him, my attorney, back and said, I, I don't know what to do. She, she won't stop. How do we make this stop? Please, please. I just want it to stop. And he said, we just need to file a lawsuit. And I said, I was like, okay, like whatever needs to happen. When this happened, I know enough about law and business law, because I took that whenever I was getting my business degree, that this was civil matter. And so that's why I contacted my attorney right away instead of the police. I also have a friend who is a police officer and, you know, I did talk to her about this, but this at that point wasn't really criminal and I I knew that it was civil. My attorney said, we just need to file a lawsuit. And so then she would post again and I would text him and say, please make it stop. Please make it stop. And he just kept saying, we just need to file a lawsuit. Just need to file a lawsuit. So he set up a time to talk with me first thing Monday morning, and I remember having to put together all of the posts because there was so much and I was trying to put it in a presentable way that was coherent. He also couldn't believe that someone was saying all of this about me. I've known my attorney since I was 14 years old. He knows my family, my husband. He actually officiated our wedding. So he he knows me very well. He was so confused as to why. You know this was being said so I met with him I showed him the post and specifically the comments from all of the followers and I, I talked to him about some of the physical problems that I experienced over the weekend as a result I was crying it was, it was really hard for me to actually talk with him and tell him what was going on because I was just so upset and emotional. And he had not really seen me like that in my life. And so he was kind of alarmed. So he had his paralegal call me, I believe that afternoon. And he just said, you know, she's gonna call you, she's gonna get facts about the case and we will get this lawsuit drawn up immediately. She called and she first said, okay, well, tell me what's going on. And I said, well, it's my former boss She has a large online following. She is losing her mind. I don't know. She's posting all this stuff about me. It's completely false. There's all these physical threats coming in from her followers. It's just crazy. And she said, Well, why did you quit? And so we were just having this conversation. And so I said, Well, honestly, the first time I tried to quit was in March. And so then I told her about a post where I had made a post about the denim sizing and then the defendant shared my post and berated me and humiliated me online. I told her about that and told her that I had written a resignation letter but that I ended up not quitting. And then I kind of took her through the time since then and then ultimately I just said, you know, I, I needed a different job that valued my skills more i was just really frustrated and i wasn't really being paid at the level that i needed to be paid at and so i decided to leave i guess i didn't realize that she was asking me specifically for all of the details to be included in the lawsuit. I was just trying to explain kind of how we got here. It was very clear that my attorney had let her know that this was top priority to get this drawn up and filed as soon as possible because the defamation was not stopping. And so she did draw up the lawsuit. So the posting started on the 13th where I was named by name. By the 18th the lawsuit was filed. It hadn't been served to the defendant yet, but it was filed with the courts. And that started the process of having her served. The lawsuit included her individually as well as her company because she was using all of her social media channels to defame me including the ones where she does business. Those decisions were not made by me. Those were made by my attorney and Some of the decisions on what was included in the original filing were made by the the paralegal who took the details from me, and then ultimately what made it into the lawsuit. I didn't see the lawsuit uh, details until it was filed. Immediately when she sent it to me, I saw that she had put in there the post that had happened in March about the jeans. And... I said immediately, this isn't relevant, this isn't part of the defamation that I'm talking about. That was just kind of the intro. She had also put another paragraph generally describing how in November the defendant had begun a campaign against me. But I was a little surprised that the post from March about the denim had made it in because that wasn't the point of me (laughs) telling her that. Also, I noticed that the name of the defendant individually was incorrect. There was another name attached to it, and she has sort of a common name, and so I emailed the paralegal and said, this is the wrong name, and she said, oh, it came up in a background check, and I was like, I just don't really think so, and so they had set into motion to serve the business and the defendant, in individual capacity. They served the business at the registered agent, which appeared to be perhaps an old CPA or something, and I don't think that the defendant got word of the business being served. She didn't know about the lawsuit until she was served in her individual capacity. Before she was served individually, I just became very frantic that there was a wrong name on the petition, and I didn't want there to be some technicality that would invalidate my claim. I called the paralegal and I said, please, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be a pain, but this is not the right name. I don't want the wrong person served. I just, I, I'm, I promise this is wrong. And so she had to contact another uh, firm to do a background check, confirmed that that was in fact incorrect and got it corrected before the defendant was served so that it had all the, it had the correct name. However, the part about the denim wasn't changed yet at that point the focus was just getting the name. She said we could just amend the petition. So the defendant was finally served on November 25th of 2020, around 4 p.m. It happened to be the day before Thanksgiving. I, in no way, did that on purpose as was later alleged. It was just we were trying to get it to her as soon as possible. So she started naming me by name on the 13th and it took until the 25th for her to be served personally. One of the other things that I did not see or know about until I saw the lawsuit and after it had been filed was the dollar amount. It is my understanding that different offenses have different dollar amount ranges. I was never asked about a dollar amount. I never said a dollar amount. I was literally just saying to my attorney, please make this stop. Whatever needs to happen to make this stop, please stop it. I don't care what it is. Just please, whatever it is. And so when I saw the lawsuit and it said something about a million dollars, I was like, I mean, that's a little excessive, but I guess that high dollar amount would drive home the point (laughs) of stop this. You need to stop because a million dollars is a lot of money. If I were to be served with something with that sort of dollar amount on it, it certainly would let me know that I might not need to continue doing that. And so I just assumed that the reason they put that dollar amount was to communicate the severity of what she was doing. But I didn't even see it until it was filed. I was just so happy that the lawsuit was filed so quickly. I first met with Todd on that Monday. That was November 16th within 48 hours, they had filed the lawsuit, which was huge to me because in my mind and just from what my attorney was telling me, as soon as we file the lawsuit and she has served, she will stop this. That was the only thing that I cared about at that time. I honestly wasn't even thinking about pursuing long-term a lawsuit. I just wanted to communicate like, hey, if you don't stop this, (laughs) like we're going all the way, but initially it was just make it stop and this is how you make it stop. I just kept texting and saying to my attorney over and over again, I just want her to stop. Please make it stop. How do we make it stop? And he just kept saying, We'll file the lawsuit. As soon as she's served, this will stop. You can just make it until then. And so it was a race to make it to that point. And whenever I got the notification that she had been served, I felt a huge relief. And I thought, Okay, it's over, now she's gonna stop. She didn't stop. She never stopped. Even now, she has not stopped. This Instagram story was posted by The Defendant on November the 16th, 2020. This was on a Monday. I, I talked to my attorney that day, but the posts were still happening. This one she used my first and last name and H's first and last name.
1: Listen, at the end of the day, here's the thing. I ain't stalking you, but I'm gonna keep posting all the stupid shit you do for as long as you do it till your ass is in handcuffs, you and your little friend. Uh, you know what's crazy is? Your friend already loves to be so happy. So if I was lying, one of y'all would have already either call the police or called an attorney by now. Cause you know I'm not lying and number two, y'all really pushing me. That's okay though. I got the picture of Job. Not that either of you know who the he is. I can't even read my DMs right now because they're just literally going on the screen. Bet yours isn't though, are they? Nope. Y'all are so dumb, like I can't tell you how much. Literally, what are you doing? You think this is going to make me not get on the computer every day so then I can't make money? So then my whole world falls apart and then, you know, my dad's going to die and it's going to be the end of the world. No, that's not what's going to happen. I'm definitely getting on the camera today, tomorrow, all the days, every day. The more y'all do stupid sh- for zero reason, that's what makes you look the most crazy. Also, the fact that you think literally that, oh my God, this is ridiculous. But nope, every day, I'm just going to hop back on the internet. So anytime y'all do anything nuts... Remove followers off my store, Instagram, any of that. I don't care. I mean, joke's on you, honestly, if I'm honest. Husband, how long till the food gets here? So I'm going to eat before I... Sorry we couldn't go on a date, babe. There's some psychos in the world. (laughs) (sighs) Babe, what do you think about all this? It's crazy, babe. Right? It's like literally a movie. People are crazy. What? What's the point of it, though?
2: They
1: don't have anything else better to do. Well, I mean, they had jobs. What was wrong with that? <laughs> what the hell? I went to mine all day today. Enough, I guess. My God, like what level of nuts out? Like this ain't. I mean, I'm not. Listen, we still sold 600 boxes today. So. Jokes on you, really. You have to tell yourself. Don't get it twisted. I'm not crying. because I'm upset about you, dumb. My dad just told me. I walked in his room and he feels like he's dying and I don't know what to do, okay? Trust me, I'm not bad about you idiots and what you're doing. I just didn't expect that. So listen, this is for you, and Crystal. All the bad You're lucky, that's all I can think of. You're so stupid. There's no way to know. And I hope you save this video for the rest of your life.
0: Around the same time, the defendant created a Facebook album called Overcoming Mental Terror, The Tale of Two Trolls, and she would add her libelous posts that she had made on Facebook, she would add them to this album, and she would frequently continue to tag people so that she could increase the reach. Also on November 16th, in addition to the Instagram story, she made a libelous Facebook post and showed a picture of her Instagram account or the business's Instagram account had a logged in device that was in a nearby town. It was actually right next to where she lived and often if you were at home, it would show that you were in that town. So she was showing it to look as if it was very nefarious and suspicious, when in reality, if there would have been any devices at her home logged into any of her Instagram accounts, it very well could have bounced off of that tower and that would have been the location. But she posted a screenshot of the Instagram account logged in to that town with the following caption, you are really pushing it, sweetie. P.S. I'm at work in another town where I been all day and I live in the town where she lived in. Who lives in town that was listed on the post? Take a guess. So this whole time you told me that it was Crystal in my store's Instagram that was removing followers. Oh, okay. So H lived in the, she lived very near the defendant and lived in the town that she was showing on this post. So she was insinuating here that H was nefariously logged into her device this is furthering the hacking narrative the disturbing part of this or the most disturbing part of this post in my opinion opinion, are the follower comments the defendant commented on her own post like you can't erase this stuff anyone who knows my daughter's character knows she would never be involved in this right maybe some parental controls on her phone are needed i mean she's about to make you waste your paycheck honey every day is an adventure P.S. Boxes are almost sold out. You will not ruin this day. Boxes, again, were an item that she it was her top-selling item. And when she's referencing the Anyone Who Knows My Daughter's character, she is referencing a message that she apparently received from H's mom when all of this first started. Another follower who's in the military commented, Wow, if you want to talk to my friend Major, Major name, she does real-life cyber work on civilian and military jobs. She might have some ideas to help. And then another prior employee commented and claimed that her iCloud account, someone was trying to hack it that weekend. And so the defendant replies to that comment and says, You need to call the police. Crystal was literally still posting on the stupid blog under her multiple profile names, talking to herself. Meanwhile, we are telling the truth using our real identities. The most mind-blowing part is that none of this is for any reason at all. They weren't in trouble. They were weren't fired. They weren't yelled at. Literally nothing. Crystal Wrighton, in all caps, started posting hateful things about me years before we ever knew she existed and has never stopped and her little minion H is helping her. Even after H called her a psychopath last week and said she was terrified of her and has her mom sleeping in her bed. Someone else commented, they acted like a friend and then talked crap the entire time behind her back, making fun of her, her family, including her child, and her friends on a blog with another girl. And then someone else was commenting, trying to explain to another person in the comments, the past two employees were two-faced and did her dirty. I mean, if they weren't happy, why not just quit and move on? That is literally what I attempted to do. (laughs) Sorry, that one just hit me. I mean, be grown up. It's a job. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Someone else was trying to explain and said, always knew way too much stuff, hacked her accounts to delete things, turned out to be an inside job from an employee slash people the defendant trusted, but they weren't smart because once the defendant caught on, everything was recovered. Passwords changed and the truth was uncovered. They are playing the victim. These are what the followers are saying. The follower comments are most disturbing because you were kind of conditioned with the defendant to help her in answer on her behalf. So people were commenting, asking what was going on, and the defendant knew that she didn't have to answer everyone, that her followers would jump in and start answering for them and go on the attack. And so these comments from the followers explaining all this stuff. Number one, it showed that they knew exactly what she was saying, even though some of the stuff was a little bit confusing. A person of ordinary intelligence could figure out exactly who she was talking about and exactly what she was trying to say. This post, like a lot of other posts that the defendant made, was one where she was trying to sell her biggest item. And so people were also commenting that they had purchased that as a show of support for her. Another follower comment says, I grabbed a box as far as the other part is concerned. Parents, unfortunately, don't always know what their kids are doing, but karma does. Another follower comment, so sad to hear this. I hope they get what they deserved. And I would check your home to make sure they haven't placed any kind of listening devices to you and your family. First of all, we hadn't done any of this. And now there's all this conspiracy nonsense that maybe we've placed listening devices in her home. Another follower comment, these people have big cojones. They can go to jail yet continue to do what they did to cause harm and get their free ride there. This follower comment if 2020 were a person, its name would be Crystal. This is truly insane. I only knew Crystal via Facebook slash the business and we became Facebook friends. I just checked and she deleted me. Didn't even notice. So sorry this has happened to you. God sees all. All of these follower comments are being made and she has shown no proof. She has shown no evidence of any of these things. These followers are just taking her at her word. She admitted in her sworn deposition that she expects her followers to believe what she says. She actually said, I hope they do. I hope they trust what I say. So she made all of these false and defamatory claims knowing that it didn't matter what she said that her followers would believe her. Another follower comment says this is a federal crime so crazy and sad. Another follower comment says I hear there are a lot of things you can't do when you're a felon careful careful. Someone replied to that and said I work at a federal prison I can make them a list. And then more follower comments egging them on. Yes, OMG, let's make a list for them. Another follower comment says, So she continues to do all this knowing there's an investigation. Is she so used to doing it that she just can't help herself? And then someone commented, I think she is ill, I mean mentally. I don't think either thought they would be caught or be held accountable. Another follower comment says, Keep it up, gonna land yourself in a pretty orange jumpsuit and some sparkly bracelets. Another follower comment, remember that movie Single White Female? I feel like we have a modern day version. And the defendant replied and said, effing literally. The defendant would reply to someone and said, my attorney said she's so crazy that she does not even see that she's crazy. The sad part is she's roping in people, namely H, and I'm not getting soft. Don't worry. That's what everyone keeps telling me because I keep saying that I feel bad for H's parents. But she's roping in H to do her dirty work. She mentions her attorney, but at this point... She had no idea she was being sued. She wasn't trying to sue me. She allegedly had an attorney friend, so I assume that's what she's meaning here. But also, I believe she's just posturing because she was trying to make it sound like she was pursuing all of this stuff legally. At some point, people were asking what was going on. And so this follower says, go on the defendant's Facebook and scroll down and read the story, starting with the one in the palm leaf room where she's wearing a crown. Go in order. So they're explaining to everyone else how to go find the information. Someone else says, basically H is in cahoots with Crazy Crystal and becoming borderline Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. This person who was also trying to explain what was going on says, I don't know the details, but there are these blogs out there. Google the defendant's name and read it. It used to be Gomi also, I think. Defendant told me they existed a few years ago, but I never looked. So some really close friends and employees were behind the comments. Not all, of course, but a bunch, which is horrible. I mean, it's bad when a stranger does it, but people who come to your house, hug you, love on your kid, going to do it? It's twisted. Anyhow, the comments are disturbing. This weekend, someone hacked the defendant's iCloud, downloaded pictures and text messages, then went into iMessenger and sent things to clients. I do not know what was sent. They are also deleting followers on Instagram and Facebook. Check to see if you are still following the business. Trusted employees are given admin rights to reply and post for the company, I think. So then they attacked defendant's child on Instagram also. He is a kid, and that is over the line. Anyway, The gist is some people are sick in the head and their jealousy goes beyond rational levels. I always worried about the defendant and the staff's safety and security because I am paranoid. I do insider threat assessments, but after all the effort I saw Crystal put into the business, I never would have guessed that she had this malicious alter ego. I don't know why she would seek to destroy someone she professed to love so much. Another follower commented, wow, true hacker and stalker level here. Why would someone do this? Makes you wonder what else they stole or what else they did that hasn't been discovered. So sad. And then someone commented back and said, this is the person actually who is in the military, commented back and said, I was thinking that today. The defendant might need to request Crystal's financials be looked at. She did a lot of remodeling this past year and posted about all the items she had from the business. She may have been embezzling too. So now I'm being a Accused of something else that's illegal, highly illegal, and also false and defamatory. I had done a bathroom remodel that year, but I certainly hadn't embezzled any money from the defendant. As I've said before, we live a pretty financially boring life and try to be financially responsible, and we had saved up money and remodeled our bathroom. But now I was for no reason being accused of stealing money to remodel my bathroom. The embezzling comment really bothered me because my role in business had been in an operations capacity and also working very close with finance and accounting and I was responsible for budgeting and you know spending so a comment like that is very very damaging to my professional reputation as well. On November the 17th of 2020 the defendant made the following libelous post on Facebook. She tagged her business to increase the reach. She also tagged someone from my hometown. She also tagged people from my church to try and increase the reach and have people that I knew see what she was saying about me. The post says, And in today's episode of What the Heck is Happening in Defendant's Life, I was on the PC at work today. Other employees had accessed the computer during the day, and then this was on the screen this morning. Another employee sent it to me. Wonderful where to start my day. And no, Crystal, I didn't get a cease and desist letter. I'm still waiting to hear from that attorney that you told H you went to see right after you walked out. Oh, excuse me, attorneys. She thought it was weird that you said that as well. Not weird enough to stop you from stalking me, but nonetheless, I'll address this. I did say to H that as I was leaving, because I had experienced the defendant defaming people when they would leave, that I would hope that she wouldn't do that because I do not play with that kind of stuff. And I would, that she would hear from my attorneys and I was serious. Obviously I had no idea that it would be to this extent, But... Here we are. The post goes on to say, right before you told my staff that they were going to hear things about you, but they just needed to remember the crystal they knew. Oh, this is also a true statement. I talked about this. The employee that was working in the back that I went to see before I left, I told her that I was leaving effective today. And because I had experienced the defendant defaming so many prior employees, I said to her, you know, if the defendant says some crazy nonsense about me when I leave, if you'll just, in your own brain, try to think, does this really sound like something Crystal would do? So she's referencing that conversation. And is this the crystal that you show your family or do they know your profanity, crazy? I cannot imagine that your husband would condone your behavior. And I just really do not know how you're explaining this to him. I mean, girl, I got receipts for days and we just barely scratched the surface. I have eight and a half years worth of comments to make. Do you hide the crazy on Sunday? Because my friends go to church too. And I need to know if I need to warn them. Asking for a friend, truly. Then she tagged someone from my hometown who is social media friends with tons of people who know me. Then she tagged someone who went to my church. Y'all stay safe out there. You know, she always says she knows where to bury a body in Wise County. Also shared that text with the popo. I'll address that. It was a running joke that if we were annoyed with someone in particular, I would always say, well, I'm Miss Wise County 1994. It was a joke was the joke that I always brought that up because people would say, oh, you look familiar. And I would say, oh, I was Miss Wise County 1994. That's probably where you know me from. It was a joke because nobody... <laughs> Nobody knows about Miss Wise County, that pageant, but I would say that. And I would say, you know, if we need to commit any crimes, I know people in Wise County. So we always just need to go to Wise County. And it was just a joke. And I would say, oh, if that person's annoying us, we just need to lure them to Wise County. And it was always very clearly a joke. I actually was talking with one of my attorneys and I told her that because I was terrified. I, I, I didn't want to get in trouble. And I said, I, I did say that. I said it all the time. And she died laughing and she goes, I have made that same joke my entire life about Dallas County, (laughs) but I did say that. So I will, if I did do something, I will definitely admit to it. She goes on to say, and I saw that you threw H under the bus with that bury the body comment on the hate blog, AKA your diary. She may be under your spell right now, but the girl ain't burying bodies. Sit down. P.S. You don't get a cease and desist letter when you're telling the truth. Ask those attorneys. I don't have to shut up because you are a lying stalker and everyone sees it. But I also don't care about you or what you think. Just like I told H from day one, do your spreadsheets and zip it with a gossip, okay? Dear Lord, Crystal is gonna eat H up and spit her out. And I hate watching it, even though I know I shouldn't care. And I'm not being soft like people say, it really is sad to watch. She is a profanity psycho though, there is no fixing that. I don't even try to understand. You don't fixate on someone for seven years, post on the internet that you want to ruin their life and then set out to do it and not be crazy. And I love that she tried to deflect and say, I gave them my iCloud password. No, mama. Never, never. That definitely didn't happen. And my password would have embarrassed you, so I know better. But whatever helps you lie to yourself and the one human who believes you. When she keeps saying that they said this or they said that, she's directly responding to things that were apparently posted on Gomi during this time. We never said or tried to deflect or neither one of us said that she gave us her iCloud password. She's responding to comments on Gomi where people were speculating she probably gave them her iCloud password. She goes on to say, referring to H, she's a junior in training. H actually tapped the screen on my phone and gave herself access to my iCloud and deleted all of your texts so I wouldn't have proof of how kind I was slash you were to me, except those texts were very easy to get back. I'll add some or refresh your memory. You should already know since they're on both of your devices. It's sad when you have to delete someone's text messages just because you know it's going to show that she's a good human. Luckily, I don't need text messages to do that because unlike what you told H, that you behave in a way that nobody would ever believe you do something crazy. My friends never questioned me and my $98,000 in sales yesterday proved it. Thank you for paying my attorneys. They aren't cheap. When she refers to H tapping the screen and giving herself access to the defendant's iCloud, she is actually referring to an event that happened at her home. She talked about this in her sworn deposition where she said that H got up, came over to her phone and clicked accept, but that H was on the defendant's own computer. So when H got up and went to the defendant's phone and pressed OK to give access to the iCloud, she was giving the defendant's own computer the access. That is what happened. The defendant goes on to name specific usernames that are on this Gummy website that provide commentary about her. And in this post, she is alleging that these are my usernames. They are not. I have no usernames on that website. Any other questions? Socks for Africa? Or are you Saint from the trailer park today? Texas Princess? Your name here? Reality G? Which one? All? Okay. Update. According to H, you're a few others too. Go easy on her though. She's young and has her whole life ahead of her. Today, the investigator asked me what she planned on doing for the rest of her life and I just did not have an answer, but I'm sure you can map that out for her. Y'all are some type of cray and I'm just breathing easy. P.S. This is the most attention you'll get on a post. I know you were asking why all the hate was on H. I don't hate H. I love her. I always will. Like I told her, I'm appalled, disappointed, shocked, and disgusted by her behavior. But when you truly love someone you don't just stop the same day as for you no ma'am you're irrelevant the kind of people your parents warn you about the kind you only see in lifetime movies single white female crazy with no way to justify what you're doing or saying zero so I'm walking like these days. And remember, it's not slander if it's true. And I can always prove it or I'd never risk my quote trash castle on it. A hundred on black every time. The reference to her quote trash castle is a name that the users on Gomi would use to refer to her residence at the time. And then this post shows a picture from her backend website that said that H had recently accessed... The website That screen would come up often whenever you would go to log on. It would just show recent access so that if you wanted to click on your login, it was just easy access right there. And so H had recently accessed the store from that computer. I'm assuming it was the computer that had been at her desk. I don't know who else had used that computer, but this was not the conspiracy that the defendant was making it out to be. The defendant then comments on her own post and says, oh, I forgot some text. Can't drop the ball. One sec, here's one, except the cameras in my house show me without a computer at this exact minute before and after. So H, you got some explaining to do. Ask me what browser. And then she shows a picture of an Apple email that says your Apple ID was used to sign in to iCloud via web browser. I am assuming that is when H authorized the defendant's own personal computer to access her iCloud. So the defendant kept talking about how I had said that I was going to go and get an attorney or talk to my attorney. And my attorney was someone who was like a father to me. I've known him since I was 14 years old. He was our youth minister. He performed the wedding ceremony for myself and my husband. He helped me with other prior legal things. Anytime I had a contract before I signed it, I would run it by him. So he was just a family friend and he was someone who we were very close to and I would talk about him often. So Saying that I'm going to talk to my attorney, that was something that I did commonly anyway. I also talked to my friend who is a police officer anytime there's something that I think she might have some expertise in. So that wasn't uncommon. So she's making it sound like a big deal. And she's also making it sound like she had been talking to attorneys. And then we found out through the course of this lawsuit that she had talked to someone who was her friend that was an attorney, but they were not advising her on this case. So all of her mention about her attorney this and her attorney that, she was not actually talking to any sort of attorney that was helping her with this. Plus, she had claimed that this was criminal. When you are accusing someone else of committing a crime, you don't get an attorney to charge them with a crime. That's the police's job and the, like a prosecutor would do something like that. So she was saying all of this stuff, banking on that she sounded like she was contacting this attorney, when in reality, that wasn't the case. And that was kind of her MO. A follower comment says, Holy Toledo, their access should be inactivated since they are no longer employed. I pray they didn't embezzle any money from you. That would definitely bring out my Irish Banshee Real profanity quick. I don't like ugly and neither does God. Another comment says, That's disgusting. How can they terrorize someone for that long? It's time to grow up. This follower comment says, I read about your forensic accountant on Reddit before even seeing this post. I can't believe how obsessed people are about talking about you. Scary even. And then the defendant replies just to... Plus, maybe the one I had to block because she said she wanted to infiltrate my friends. Also, for the record, I'm really not that interesting. There are some really good stuff on Netflix. I'm so surprised that people would rather pay attention to this. Another follower says, That is horrible. Could they have been stealing from you too? The defendant said, I hired a handy-dandy forensic accountant firm to figure it out. I have no idea, to be honest. I would have never even expected this much. In reality, the defendant admitted in her sworn deposition that she hadn't hired a forensic accountant, even though she would claim that multiple times throughout the lawsuit. There was never any forensic data that supported any of her claims. And she implied that she needed a forensic accountant, which implies theft or something to do with financial crimes. The defendant responds to someone else and says, thank you so much. And I do believe that. It makes me feel good that I know that law enforcement believes me as well and that they don't think I'm this kind of person. I'm no perfect human. That is for sure. But I have never been ugly to either of these two people. And they knew that, which is why they deleted the text messages. Those would immediately show you how kind I was. The defendant did go to law enforcement. She contacted the police. She apparently called the FBI. She, in an email correspondence to the police that's included in the police report, she also gets frustrated with the police because they are not doing anything. So she emails them repeatedly and says that she is going to contact the Texas Rangers. I don't know if she ever did. She did contact authorities, all kinds of them. None of them found criminal activity. The FBI actually said, I'm sorry, according to the defendant in her sworn deposition. So she's posturing by saying the law enforcement believes her, when in reality, they would investigate and find no criminal activity. I wanted to point out, in this post, the defendant uses a phrase, single white female crazy. In a prior post, a follower had commented about single white female And so now looking back, when I look at the progression of these posts and the follower comments, it's as if the defendant would start a narrative. And then her followers would start commenting. And then she would comment, and they would go back and forth, feeding off of each other, just creating a bigger and bigger and bigger conspiracy. And then in subsequent posts, the defendant would tie those things in. So in a prior post, when someone talked about single white female, now here she's talking about single white female crazy. In a prior comment, someone said, could they have been embezzling? And now she's talking about hiring a handy dandy forensic accountant. And so it's clear that she is using her followers to create more drama, stir up even more controversy, and then add to her narrative based on their speculation from what she had made up already. The next post was also created on November 17th, also on the defendant's Facebook, and this time she not only tagged her business, but she also tagged a business personal account that she used for the staff of her business, again, to increase the reach. She includes a screenshot between herself and H having a discussion back and forth. And she says, Mama, you can lie to your friends, but you can't lie to Apple. #shyRecovered. recovered. P.S. I looked back in our text history and not one single time in the history of our text messages have you ever typed the words, can you call me? But I guess you just didn't want to text about it. Side note, those are definitely not the emojis by your name now. Then she uses my first and middle name. Crystal Lynn, believe me yet or not? Nah, I'd say no, so I can keep telling the truths. See you back here tomorrow with more of y'all's dumb profanity. Hashtag unbothered. Hashtag still sold 642 boxes, which was her big item. And in this text message, H had asked her to call her. It starts out with the defendant saying, did you tell her about the cord from the marble table to the wall? When you asked me that, she posted about it. Yes or no? H says, what? No? Can you call me? And then the defendant sends some screenshots, but they aren't visible in this text and says, did you tell Crystal that you went to talk to my attorney? And H says, no i didn't this nonsense about this cord i've talked about this post before apparently there was a post on this Gomi blog website that talked about how they hoped that there was a plug because where she had a christmas village there was no plug to plug it in and it would they would have to run an extension cord or something like that in the follower comments on this post One person said, just be careful with what you share on here publicly as the courts will throw it out if it goes to there. The defendant said, my attorney and the investigators told me that I can post anything as long as it's factual. And I always email them my posts first. Another follower says, wait, I'm confused and way behind. Someone done this down for me. H and Crystal are the ones who created the Gomi thread about defendant and used multiple accounts to comment like they were different people. The defendant replied, Well, H and I were able to narrow it down to nine profiles that she had, but since then, we've definitely discovered more than that. High personalities. Another follower says, Okay, but honestly, where do they find this kind of time? I can barely find time to live my own life, let alone try to ruin someone else's. Their level of commitment of being absolutely profanity crazy is mind-blowing. The defendant says, I don't want to give too much away, but they were able to find posts that Crystal had made when we were literally not even in Texas, and she was typing literally two feet in front of me. No joke. I pray that I actually get to sit in a courtroom with them one day, because I would love to be able to show surveillance video of her sitting at the table in front of me while she's typing about me on this website. And I'm over there thinking she's making a spreadsheet. LOL. Her comments about this are also ironic because if she's saying that I was typing about her on this website while I was in her presence, that means that I was working on computers that she owned. She later alleged that she had keylogger reports, however, never turned any evidence over of any keylogger reports or internet history or anything like that that supported the claims that she was making that I was writing about her on Gomi while in her presence.
1: I do. I see all things. Oh my God. And with a keylogger, you really see all things. Y'all know what a keylogger is? We just got our keylogger reports back. And if you don't know what a keylogger is, it's like, first of all, thank you, Jesus, for that solid one right there. But second of all, a keylogger tells you every single button that was ever pressed on a computer. And let me tell you oh my God. Oh. <sighs> Oh, mama sometimes we get thrown bones or blessings in the form of Weird technology and that was one of them. I was like literally fell asleep as I was reading all the key log, all the log information I was just like oh my gosh And like it also means like if you let your kids use the computer I can see everything your kid ever typed to.
0: Another follower said, can you change your passwords? And the defendant respond, girl, I have changed my passwords and then changed those passwords. But these girls even knew my security questions. Some of those are not even the answers I had originally given. And then that follower commented back, wow, do they not have lives? Press charges. At some point in the comments of this post, her followers were frantically trying to recall who I was. A lot of the girls that the defendant would have as employees were on camera. They were used as models. I was occasionally on camera, but I was not used as a model. However, one of her followers says, did some snooping. Is this the disgusting excuse of a human? Wow, her family is about to be turned upside down due to her antics. But I can see why she is such a jealous person. So sad. She needs Jesus. And then she includes a picture of me. However, the original photo wasn't just a picture of me. It was a picture of me with my middle son. Um, We had actually just finished a choir concert and had taken a picture. She had cropped him out. However... I didn't know this person and it really freaked me out that some of her followers who are clearly believing everything the defendant is saying about me could have access to a picture of one of my kids. Again, she did crop him out to post it, but that stranger who believed horrible things about me had a picture, an original photo of my son on her phone. And I immediately shut down my social media Every online footprint that I could control, I turned it off. My Facebook, my Instagram, LinkedIn, any job sites that I had created a profile on. If I had an online profile somewhere that I could recall, I shut it down because I did not want people to have access to my family. The defendant had already brought my youngest son into it by saying that she was keeping him in her will. She's to this day still has a picture of him on her Instagram. She had brought my daughter into it and now my other son, so now all three of my kids have been brought into this and I just didn't want anybody to have access to photos of them. Obviously it bothered me that she had a photo of me as well and that led to me not really leaving the house a lot, which I'll talk about later, but this was it for me. And so I shut my social media down and later the defendant would make fun of me for that. Person knew me, had met me, had spent time with me, says, man, I'd love to see her go away to jail and have to repay you for the lawyers, investigators, and forensic accountants. Then we could go on vacation, sis. And the defendant responds, the police say, every day I miss work for this counts as lost income. Yesterday was 98000 So another follower says, so glad you recovered this stuff and got an attorney. And then the defendant says, two attorneys. And then she has a winky face emoji. God bless you and all the police officers in the world. Another follower says, the level of psycho. Also, can we please get the courtroom live streamed when it comes time? Ask the judge, let him know there's awesome people in the internet that need to see this all happen. Another follower responded and said, wait, I was just thinking, is this the spreadsheet chick? This is so wild. I can't believe these two girls, mainly the one, have been behind that site this whole time. I remember other bloggers I follow talking about the mean trolls on there. This is just so crazy. The defendant responds and says, Oh, H said that Crystal would make fake cash projections to make it look like I was going broke. Also on a recording. And I had it on my own recording, but she deleted that. Which one of y'all are telling the truth about that? I'll wait. Also, ooh, who does that? That's like double lying. Hashtag terrorists. When the defendant was asked in her sworn deposition about the cash flow projections, she claimed that she had submitted proof that I had faked the cash flow projections. But when asked if she could recall the name of the document, how many documents there were that were proving that I had made these fake cash flow projections, she couldn't produce any of that information. Nothing was produced to prove that I had made fake cash flow projections. I had made Very accurate cash flow projections for the defendant. Then the defendant says to the person asking if it was the one with all the spreadsheets, correct, and I want a spreadsheet of her logins and usernames to hang on my wall when this is over. Then she said again, and those girls are actually famous and get dressed every day on purpose and have tons of followers. She's referring to the other people on Gomi. I literally never tell people to follow me. I should though, because this mess has a message and I don't care if anybody ever does, but I understand why they do because it's funny and we have fun and we laugh a lot. We really do try to have a good time every day, but they were literally tormenting me. They were telling me everything it was saying at night and they were it. I also don't feel like talking about clothes every day, and sometimes I want to cry, and sometimes I want to laugh on Instagram. Depends on the day. But no matter what, those people in my phone are my friends, and if you don't get it, then I'm not talking to you. Thank you for being my internet friend. You get it. That follower responds back and says, Defendant, it breaks my heart for you. Crystal is a whole nother level of crazy and it's almost like H got sucked in somehow. I mean, maybe not, but seriously, you have practically raised that girl. I think back on videos of them at the old house just laughing and carrying on like they were your best friends or videos of H doing the tie-dye with you. Okay, I seem stalkerish now. To think they were potentially right in front of you posting to the troll site is disgusting. Freaking snakes in the grass. Glad you're back to your old self and honestly glad you are." exposing the truth. Another follower said, then what happened? Why are they doing this? Did she quit? You fire her? What about age? Thought you all were close. I'm sorry you're dealing with all this on top of everything else in life. I hope you get it all worked out and get it all behind you soon. And the defendant responds and says, I do not speak crazy or have answers for you, honey. You ask the same question every day and I still don't have an answer. Ask them. For someone who likes to type a lot, Crystal sure ain't got much to say. Another follower says, If my timeline is right, Crystal started on the hate blog seven or so years ago, long before she was an employee. How crazy is that? You come to work for a person you hate? I guess so she'd have more troll material. I'm not sure how long H was involved, but I know she's newer, maybe four years with the defendant. I think deep down H knows how good of a person defendant is and just got tangled up in Crystal's lies and hatred. A follower says, this is so sad and scary for you. You could probably sell a version of this story to Netflix for a new series and it would be a hit. A follower comments, is Reddit the same as Gomi?" I mean, they got some repenting to do for all this betrayal. The defendant says, I've never really read Reddit, but I know it's picking up a little bit because the Gomi admin was contacted by authorities and has started to take down some of the posts. As she should, because she will get her profanity and a whole lot of trouble too. She put a bunch of ads on the site to monetize it because I'm sending so much traffic over. So I hope she makes enough to pay for her attorneys too. My goal isn't really to shut that side down or pursue her. I just want these two profanity holes to have to admit what they've done. And admit that I never deserved it one time. Then she responds again and says, and by picking up, I mean that Crystal is going over there to talk about me instead. Can you just imagine the time it takes to log in and out of these places? I've had to change my passwords like every day since all this, and I can barely keep up. And then that person responded, and how far back it dates? What the heck? Then the defendant says she needs to start telling people that I'm not in credit card debt, so it's not slander. She's referring to me and she's directly referencing some comments, I guess, that were made on the Gomi website or on Reddit. But she likes to make things up. So guess what? I like to talk to attorneys, but that's why the whole thing never bothered me. I knew about this for years, but when it's not true, I don't care. But I do care when you talk about my child or my dad. That's where I draw the line. Then the defendant says, I know, it dates back so far. She was literally talking about me for years before I even knew who she was. How do you explain that to someone? It's been an odd conversation. The defendant also replies and says to someone who had made a comment, there was nothing specific. I was just feeling super like depressed and pathetic and unworthy and all these words that are never descriptive words I would use for myself. And I know this sounds crazy, but I kept feeling like I was being judged every day. And you can't explain it, but I never once thought it was from either of them. They would just tell me what the blog said. And somehow the blog would find out exactly where I was, what I was wearing, what I was doing, where I went, what I looked like and what I didn't look like. And then they would just make up whatever they wanted for the rest. And so one day I just told myself, just read it for five minutes and you'll quit feeling worthless and anxious. It took me about 30 seconds to figure out what the profanity is going on. And I definitely threw up. And then for the next couple of days, I tried to convince myself myself that I was wrong. So I had friends over every day for a few days and we've just put all the pieces together. And then last week I confronted H and she lied at first, but then admitted everything. I left her and her mom at the police station to write her statement. And I've never heard from her since. I was horrified, sad, if that makes sense at first. It's like literally watching one of your best friends be in a car accident. And like, you can see the whole thing that happened and you're just like, no, 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 no. What are you doing? But the more I find out, the more I realize, I did not know her at all. I definitely still love her, but I cannot allow her to occupy space in my life again. I think that's the easiest way to write the whole thing. As for Crystal, I should have known when she told me that she sued her last employer, and I never asked any questions because I'm not gossipy or dramatic, which I know all of those posts definitely don't portray. But I know you guys know me in real life, and this profanity doesn't make me happy at the end of the day. But I've been quiet for 9 years. I let people say whatever they wanted to say, and I never stick up for myself. Now that I have legal authority to do so. I'm not going to shut my mouth until I see an apology. And I don't mean the one H gave me when I told her I was going to put this on my blog. I want to hear her say, I know you only wanted good things for me and I chose to betray you. And then I'll move on. I don't want profanity from Crystal. She's, I don't even know what word to use, a danger to society. A couple of things that I want to point out in this is she brought my lawsuit with my former business partner into this to imply that this was a pattern for me. The lawsuit with my former business partner had nothing to do with anything like this. Again, it was just a breach of contract. The defendant keeps saying that she confronted H about this, and then at first H lied, and then she finally admitted to everything. At the time, I had no idea what she was talking about because again, I knew there was nothing for H to admit to. We hadn't done any of these things. Like I had said before, H had asked me one time if I ever had an account on Gomi and I said, absolutely not. If I did, first of all, I would have told you about it. But second of all, my username would be Crystal Wrighton. But no, I have no usernames on Gomi. And the first thing that I did when I made a Reddit account was make my name Crystal Wrighton, because if I'm saying something, I want people to know that it's coming from me. I was asked multiple times, are you sure you want that to be your username? And I said, absolutely it is. I will never be commenting online about anything under a fake name. What I found out later is, The defendant did come to H, did interrogate her for a long time, but had told H that the FBI had confirmed that I was all of these profiles on Gomi. And I don't think H ever truly believed her, but the defendant would not let up. She continued to interrogate H about this, uh, repeatedly tell her, well, the FBI has already confirmed it. Now we just need you to confirm it. Why they would need a 23-year-old to confirm something, that the FBI had confirmed, I will have no idea. She would later say that H lied to the police and didn't tell them everything. In reality, the defendant was trying to coerce H to say these things, but she never would actually say it because she didn't know that any of this was true for herself because she had not experienced that with me. So when I would see the defendant say this, I knew that there is no way that it could be true because there was nothing to admit. There was nothing to confess to. All of these were fabricated lies. highlighting only a few of the comments on each post. There are thousands of them, thousands of them. Every time she would post something, her followers would comment, sometimes saying the most horrible things about me. On the 18th, of November, this is the day that the lawsuit was actually filed with the courts, but the defendant didn't know yet. She posted on her Instagram stories a screenshot of a text that I had actually sent to another former employee. This employee was the defendant's personal assistant when I went to work for the defendant. After I left, she asked me to go to lunch. So I went to lunch with her. And at that lunch, she you knows she asked why did I quit? And I just said, you know, I just was fed up. The frustrations were too high. She had worked for the defendant, so she was well aware of the environment. She said that she understood. She actually asked me at that lunch, do you read Gomi? And I said, I've looked at it a few times, and then she asked about Reddit, and I said, I tried to look at Reddit, but it was a little bit confusing, so not really, and honestly, I don't want to look at any of it, I just want to move on. I don't really want to know what she's doing or what she's saying. I'm sure that she will say something horrible about me eventually. And truly that's the reason that I was reading Gomi at the time, because I knew the second that she would say something that they would post about it and say, oh, well, I guess Crystal's gone. And so I just would read that to try to prepare myself for a mass unfollowing and you know the big exacommunication and so I would look at it. And so when this girl asked me about it, we talked about it for a little bit and she then told me that she and her boss, the boss I think read Reddit and she read Gomi and they would take screenshots and text them back and forth and she actually showed me one of the screenshots that she had sent to her boss and I don't even remember what it was about. I just remember that we were talking about that. And she didn't say that she had an account on there or anything, but she did specifically ask me about it and told me that she read it regularly. And the screenshot that she showed me was something that made her laugh. And that's why she had screenshotted it and sent it to her boss. So when all of this started happening on the night of November the 13th, I texted her and I said... I would hope that I wouldn't have to tell you this, but I have zero profiles on any hate blog and have never in my life commented on one ever. This is a complete fabrication and outright lie, and I'm in shock right now. This was sent Friday, November the 13th at 6.25 p.m., not long after I found out about this. Well, on November the 18th, it became very clear that that girl had screenshotted that text and sent it to the defendant because the defendant posted it on her Instagram story. The defendant added these words. Keep talking, mama. You're making this too easy. Also, why'd you block the person I had sent the message to? After this, she was your only link to me left. Also, thank you for telling her that you still like me and you left because you were just mad. That's not what I told her by the way. So she lied to the defendant about that. I know that was hard for you to say kind of different than what you told the rest of the staff. You're going to hear things about me. You shouldn't believe, but they didn't hear anything ugly from me. Just the police just know I'm dancing around my house in my new sweater, leggings To my Christmas tunes, decorating my house and talking to my internet friends about this crazy stuff. She's on a plane to her vacation and all of the world will be a better place when you can no longer harm people. Bless your heart. Tell H I forgive her, but an elephant never forgets. So at this point, it was very clear to me that this this girl was not my friend. The reason I had already blocked this girl was because I sent this message to her. She responded back, I think the next day and said, I'm just laying low and trying to stay out of all the drama. Hug your babies. I was shocked at that. I was like, what does that even mean? I now know that the defendant was telling people that the FBI had confirmed that I was, you know, all these usernames on Gomi, which was a complete fabrication. And so she was apparently telling people that I was about to be arrested. I'm told that she was telling people that they were going to come watch me be arrested. Um, She actually posts later that she is waiting around To see me in handcuffs. But after she, this girl texted me that and said that she was laying low, trying to stay out of the drama, when I was reviewing screenshots and footage that were being sent to me about what the defendant was posting, I noticed that that girl liked one of the defendant's posts. That's not how you stay out of drama. So before this even was posted, I had already decided that I needed to get that girl off of my social media. This was before I had shut my social media down. So whenever she said, Says, why did you block her? That's what she's talking about. There were a couple of more posts made on the 18th. The defendant made a story. Lightly referencing the troll blogs. She also posted from the business page and saying, as you know, things have been a little crazy and asked people to make sure they were still following all the store accounts. She was trying to further the narrative that I had manually removed people off of her social media. On November the 18th, I think she made four posts that day. She made us Instagram story and was talking to a relative that was in her home and the relative that was in her home actually had Gomi pulled up on his phone and they were laughing because on Gomi, the users were talking about that family member. And so in this video, she's talking as if I'm the one who wrote these comments on Gomi. First of all,
1: happy birthday. Look, Chris was writing about you now. <laughs> yes, look at this, sis. You are so famous. Um, just so you know, uh, it's girlfriend. Well, Crystal, also none of your business.
0: I apologize for the audio quality on that video. The person who sent it to me didn't know how to screen record. So she was recording another device um, from her phone to be able to send it to me. But the most... Alarming thing about this Instagram story is when the defendant showed her relative's phone screen that was on the Gomi website, looking at the post that mentioned him, he was logged into Gomi. It was never discovered if he had his own login at Gomi or if he was logged into someone else's account, but on the screen, there were options that if you just went to Gomi as just a person going that didn't have an account, you wouldn't be able to see these buttons that were on his view on his phone. Um, The buttons, I think, include being able to post a reply and things like that that don't show up if you don't have an account. So there was some controversy that happened because of this, because she's over here alleging that I am every single person that's ever written about her on Gomi, yet she's showing her own relative's screen logged in to Gomi. This is the one allegation that I can't prove that I am not Satan and I don't know how to prove it. (laughs) So on November the 19th, the defendant made this post on Instagram and Facebook. This was a libelous post and this is one of many times she refers to me as Lucifer. I pulled over for this because I couldn't breathe and it wasn't safe. Not like anxiety, instead like someone took an anchor and swung it right through my stomach read that twice. When my eyes were too puffy to be safe, I pulled over. I had already sat in the parking lot of Michael's for far too long. I held it together really well in that store for sure. But now I just need to pull over and catch my breath so I did. First at 4.07 in stirrups, but it was dark and I told myself to suck it up and keep going home. I wiped my face. Smelled like fresh spray tan. I drove past Saddlebrook. Do not pull in there. You will see someone you know and look like a crazy person, crying on the side of the road. I kept going. I got past Marty B's and pulled into this 7-Eleven. For the first time, I'm praying no Bartonville cops come hang out. Usually I love seeing them here, but tonight I don't want them to look at me and feel pity. I'm just going through it. And sometimes I'm tough all day and sometimes my brain starts wondering and I just start asking myself why. What good? What did you get from this? Could I have done something better? I always said I'm open to any opinions. Lucifer used to say I was very self aware. I don't know if she thought it was an insult since she hated me so much and was hiding it, but I took it as a compliment. Like when she called me a creative, then made fun of me in her hate diary. Creative enough for you to spend your 20,000 on my creative, not my own designs, psychopath zip it, sis. But really, Judas, was rock bottom not enough? I mean, bottom of the freaking barrel. So much anxiety, you wake up with tears. You knew I'd stay awake so late, so another day wouldn't come so quickly. It was one day closer to the end and another day where I'd have to make so many decisions and know I was gonna for sure get judged on them. Tell me, Judas, what is your why in this? I told you both I felt like I lost my purpose. Like when you said, if you were going to talk profanity about someone, you'd call Lucifer first. But if you were going to tell someone about a sermon that you really felt in your soul, you'd call me. I get it. Funny thing is now that I think about it, if I wanted to talk profanity about someone, I'd probably call you, but you know, that's not my vibe, but you saw how anxious these words were making me every day. I was having multiple panic attacks a day and you just pile it on and Lucifer kept typing away. Hate fueled lies. You would tell me her father could hang out with one of H's relatives, friends. So you could keep me on that line. You knew I'd do anything for him. You knew what I didn't. It was all a game. You tell me they said all my old employees hated me, but you knew I was sad about former employee for years. And I still talked to many of them, but didn't want it displayed. You knew another former employee was there during that live video, but it was important to me to not try to use her as a display to prove anything. So I kept quiet to be true to myself and you knew it, but they said such a different story. You tell me they'd say I was lying about her father or didn't want him to get hospice and you knew how much that got in my gut because it wasn't true. I would move mountains to make this all go away or even easier on him. You let Lucifer say that you take care of him for me. It was her that said that, right? Not your profile. Again, she is referencing a post on Gomi that was not made by myself or H. And at the end of the day, who makes that kind of profanity up for conversation? That's what would make us both laugh what weirdos and how did they have so much time they definitely were disgusting psychopaths we agreed the grossest kind they were hate-filled disgusting psychopaths but you are they The defendant replied to one of the followers in her comments, literally a living hell, hacked accounts, changed passwords. They took my texts and photos for zero reason, in capital letters, and H admitted that Crystal was the mastermind and said she was terrified of her and that her mom was sleeping with her in bed, but then lied to the police and I never saw her again. Neither have responded to any of my posts under their real names. The police said their plates are tagged so they can see where they go. They had access to my bank accounts, everything. They tried to frame other employees and then suddenly deleted everyone and vanished. Lucifer and Judas, their time is coming though, with three clapping hands emojis. A follower responded, Defendant, your tribe loves you and we are much more powerful than the disgusting multiple personality tribe of two. You are the sweetest, most genuine person I have ever met. It's been an honor watching you grow your business, your tribe, your friendship. You have an amazing following and support system. Anxiety sucks. Don't let this get you down. It isn't worth it. I know the pain you're going through is unbearable. There is no excuse for anyone to bully in this manner other than they are incredibly sick. Try to stay out of the target range. It would be best to ignore. Ignore their behavior. Showing this bothers you is fueling their flame. Don't let them thrive. Be you. You're the best. You can take the high road and continue to succeed without them. Another follower says Defendant, please remember that those awful girls aren't sitting in a beautiful mansion with every room custom designed by you. They don't have a business that started in their living room and grew to become the most popular, real, authentic woman's boutique there is they don't know what it is like to give their blood sweat and tears into their own company and have it grow to be six companies and still growing they don't have a happy marriage where their spouse supports them unconditionally and makes them laugh all day every day and they don't know how lucky they are not to have to walk through cancer with a loved one learning way too much about body systems and the disease when really you just want your person to beat it to win and to survive. These girls want to walk in your shoes when it comes to your boutique, your money, your marriage, your passion, your life. And since they can't have it, they sit at home eating potato chips and picking everything you do apart. It's so ugly. Please, please, please never open that awful website again. Nothing said there is caring, constructive, or helpful. Another follower says, Jealousy does really bad things to people sometimes, and I'm sorry that this time involved you. It's awful, and Crystal and H both need help. Like, seriously, they need therapy. The hate they created isn't the norm. It's quite disturbing that one would go to such great lengths for such a long period of time like they did. Don't let them steal your joy because you are so much better than that. Their day will come where they will be judged. I pray for them. Another follower comments, and this one knew me personally. Betrayal is the worst. Yeah, the catty stuff they posted is childish, immature, stupid, mean girl crap, and I'm certain it's been painful over the years. And the loss of the stalker isn't much of a loss and probably a true relief, but the betrayal of one is the absolutely heart-wrenching part. As an outsider, I was in shock for that one. Can only imagine how it feels for you. She's referencing H when she's speaking about this. Definitely going to be a grieving process for you, for her. Be kind to yourself. Another follower comment. I'm so disgusted with these two individuals, and one is a mom with kids. I pray to God she isn't raising them to turn out like her. We need more humans like you and the rest of the ladies in this group. Keep your chin up. The Lord is already taking care of those two. Then the post got a little dramatic because someone, I don't know who, commented with an Instagram account and says, What a dramatic attention-seeking post. Everyone goes through tough times, but when you choose to make every detail of your life public, you will receive criticism. Publicly crying about it is so pathetic. You deserve what you're willing to put out there. Spend time with your family if they are so important, not trying to get sympathy from strangers. Then her followers go on the attack. One says, you are a really mean person. Don't you think she's already going through enough? If you don't have anything nice to say, why not just scroll past it? And then the person who was commenting responds to them and says, I initially followed her because I loved the company. Then I became aware the owner was a crazed, crying, Walmart binge buying mutant. So now I'm out. And then the person responds to someone else. She's exploiting her troubles in her life. She's a fake. If she needs mental health, she shouldn't look for it on social media. One of the defendant's followers says, y'all stop responding. It's a troll. Another one of the defendant's followers responds, ha ha ha, a fake account. My God, you made a profile to come here. Gross. Don't even pay this person any mind, y'all. I can assure you it's one of them, meaning myself or H. Someone else responds to that person. I wonder who set this troll page up. Hmm. P.S. you must live a miserable and boring life to continue to make these fake accounts to leave hateful comments. Go to therapy and figure it out. Then the defendant starts responding to this person who had given an opinion that wasn't favorable of the defendant. Hi, Crystal. I guess since you deleted your account, this was a good idea. Also, that's actually a person, a Googleable image. Try harder. Then she responds again. P.S. I don't need sympathy, and they're not strangers. They're called friends. Looks like you could use a few. Be nicer, and I can help make that happen. The defendant referencing me deleting my accounts was because by this time, I had already deleted all of my social media accounts because I didn't want people who believed all of these lies to have access to any personal information or pictures of my family. Another follower says, What a mean girl you are get the F off her page. Then another follower, this is a fake account. I'm so sorry. You have to deal with such fake people. You're a gem and I'm praying for you and your family. Another follower comment Bye. we are her family. I'd rather her quote, seek attention end quote, rather than harm herself. I hope someone will be there for you when you need them. And with all my heart, being healthy and fit is not just your body, mind, and soul. Hugs some of these comments. Just go to show a cult-like environment with her followers jumping in and attacking this person. Another follower responds, Is there anything legally you can do about this abuse? Here in Arizona, it's considered stalking, and I was able to get a restraining order granted from an ex who did something similar. They might think they're slick making multiple accounts, but it's all traceable. Everything on the internet is traceable. Another follower, there is. Each date is a little different, but online stalking, billing, I think she meant bullying, harassment, blackmail, and so much more can lead you to jail just as much as doing it in person. This person probably knows this and have more charges for doing it both in person and online. It's honestly really not that hard to find out exactly who the account that had commented is. You can find right down to the time they made an account, to the location they were at, to the IP address, and user is going off of. It's multiple ones. Some just don't have enough brain cells not to know that. The fact that this person is so bold to keep coming back and to keep putting themselves out there just makes it easier to build up more of a case on them. Depending on how deep of a situation this is and whatever happened, they can definitely get a cease and desist order put on them all the way up years in prison to being deemed mentally unstable by the state is not a game. Again, all of these people are saying these things without the defendant showing one shred of proof. Also, I'm not this person who commented. This was another person entirely. I don't know who they were. Apparently, they used to be a customer, but her followers are on the attack. Another follower says, there's a special place in hell for people that cause someone pain like this. I don't know you in person, but I have followed you for years and bought some stuff from your store. It baffles me how these two can even function, look at themselves in the mirror, or continue to do this crap. You paid their salary, you threw them lavish parties, and they tried to ruin you. I just can't understand. You deserve better. There will be better. We are all here for you. Much love to you. And then she lists off, all of the defendant's family. Another follower says, reading this is literally so heartbreaking. Betrayal from the closest people in our lives is never expected and hurts the worst. Regardless of anything, nobody deserves to be treated so poorly. This is narcissistic and psychopath behavior if I've ever seen it. I hate this for you. I'd hate it for anyone, but especially for you because you share your life with us. So it's like we're on this journey with you. It makes me angry that people would say things about defendants, child, and father. WTF did they ever do to anyone? It's going to take a long time to heal from this. I pray you find peace and start that walk sooner. Another follower says, referring to the person who had commented, there are a lot of genuine people out there who respect and admire you. It's okay to cry. It's normal to mourn the friendship sisterhood that you thought you had. Cry, scream, and go full-on office space to an old printer. Get that toxic energy out of you. Another follower says, evil girls they are, but always remember karma is a word profanity. And one day she will wake, read that again, you two horrible humans. Defendant, stand tall, be the strong woman you are. We, your friends of Instagram, love you all. Those were just some of the comments on that post. There were hundreds um, that really go to show their adoration for her, their commitment to her. And again, no proof has been shown. The defendant has just gone on social media and made wild claims about me. And now people are starting to make their own assumptions of other horrible things that I had done including make this account to comment negatively to the defendant. The comments these people were making are from people who have called themselves, the defendant has also called them her internet army. And that's what they are. They're, they're a little keyboard army so that when the defendant says something, she knows that her internet army will go on the attack. And that's what happened in their comments. These comments by the defendant's followers, as we've already seen from prior, sometimes the comments that the followers make would trigger something, and then the defendant would then post about it later. For example, the one follower talked about single white female, and then the defendant started using that reference. These comments seem to fuel her. They seem to make her double down, triple down, and keep going. I think that she felt really validated by all of these people commenting in support of her and it just fueled it even further. The last post before the defendant was finally served the lawsuit was on November 24th and it was a Facebook post. Here she's responding directly to seemingly some posts that were made on Gomi, maybe Reddit as well, I'm not really sure, but she's responding to the things that people were saying on those sites as if it were me saying them. apparently they had poked fun at her decorating excessively a a large number of christmas trees in her home so she says decorating is a lovely distraction so was my vinyl stage and my tie-dye and before that i'm sure it was something else and i'm not sure why anyone would make fun of someone for doing crafty things in a time of distress I suppose it's better than hiding away in my bedroom, ignoring my children with a bottle of wine, rage typing about someone's life that I'm jealous of, but I've never done that, so. Perhaps that's why your kid made me a Mother's Day card. She is referencing my son. He did make a Mother's Day card for her that said, happy Mother's Day. It was not in lieu of getting his own mother a card. He just made her one too. P.S. I'll be enjoying these trees while two idiots get to anticipate when the police will show up at their doors. There is reward and chaos and beauty in it too. So, I have avoided making this episode like the plague. Talking about this part and how it affected me and my family, still, I'm still not over it.
2: Should have expected this just because of her track record, because of the severity of the posts and the comments in the post talking about coming to our house and all this BS.
0: It made me feel like these people are unpredictable. We don't know. So yes, I would like to think that these people would not actually drive in their car hours to come here to catch some charges, but I wouldn't even expect this behavior. I wouldn't even expect them to be saying the things that they're saying. So I have no idea.
2: Going from how involved my mom was from the day I got pregnant, to the day this happened, it was like a night and day switch of how detached and withdrawn she got. If you're gonna quote what I say, say it correctly. If I said that she was fake, it was in that context. But also, I've never told that woman anything like that to her face, so I was more like, don't bring me up in this, like you have some sort of pace on me being on your side. Like, she's not just suing just for money she's suing so that you realize that your actions have consequences. Because of my IT background, I realized the severity of what I was seeing. Her posts were public. I knew that anybody could see these posts. I did watch every live, every story. I read the posts and it was very upsetting. I couldn't believe what she was saying. And honestly, because Crystal didn't comment back, I think it emboldened her. And I know that Crystal's lawyer, he honestly believed that after the lawsuit was filed, as most normal people would, she would have stopped. She didn't. And she just got more and more bizarre because she saw what it did to her views and her likes. And people would pat her on the back. The more attention she got, the more wild she would get. Uh, they were calling Crystal names and threatening her and saying they were going to drive, you know, hours to beat her up. Their stories were showing that she had been doing this over and over again for years. She had been attacking people on the internet and basically trying to destroy them. And here now they had Crystal who was taking her to court and saying, no, you will not do this.
0: The False and Defamatory Podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could actually Accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her False and Defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please, hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 96 321 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24th, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.